Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Check this out. No one knows New York better. The founder of the Guardian Angels, Curtis Lewa. And you can't compete against that. On 77 WABC. And there's no stopping us right now. And there's no stopping us right now. There's no stopping us right now. I feel so close to you right now. So close, ladies and gentlemen, with three weeks to go. So close, Lou. What a great song. And this epitomized the way I felt yesterday. All day, especially after, and I'll speak about it later, when I broke the Eric Adams curse against my beloved New York Yankees. Went to the stadium. Nobody expected me to be there. I'll tell you all about it later. And Lou, when I came down to the seats right near the first baseline, all you heard were chants. You're the mayor. You're the mayor. Keep that bum out of here. He cursed the Yankees like he cursed the Mets when he claimed that the Mets would sweep into the World Series. And then when they got washed off by Manny Machado and the San Diego Padres, he did likewise to the Yankees. And I felt I had to break the curse. There was only one person to break the curse, Lou. And you knew it was me. We'll get into that later on, how that all came about. But if you've been following the political scene as you should be, we are three weeks away from that red tsunami. We see it coming in other parts of the country more graphically. First day of early voting in Georgia, and the lines are already around the block. Obviously, it's not just Herschel Walker, who did extraordinarily well in his one and only debate against... uh, Senator Reverend Warnock, who might as well have been Joe Biden. That was a fabulous debate, and I mean, you talk about a race of all races. But there are races all over this country, and clearly the Republicans have an edge. Those red states are mostly south of the Mason-Dixon line, but those red states are not here in the tri-state area. I mean, Pennsylvania is always a toss-up. But New Jersey is blue, New York is blue, and obviously Connecticut is blue. New York bluer than than New Jersey, and Connecticut even bluer than New York. But I feel that we are so close right now. Let's just take the race that everybody is focused on between Kathy Crime Wave Holcomb, who thought she had a slam dunk. Thought she had a slam dunk, was collecting millions, getting wine-dined in pocket line 
by all the real estate interests, I mean making big deals back in Erie County, her home district of Buffalo, with the uh, Buffalo Bills Stadium up in Orchard Park. You talk about a billionaire getting wine-dined in pocket line by Vornado. They want to build all new skyscrapers in the Penn State area. And you say to yourself, wait a second, uh, those office buildings are 50% empty. They're like catacombs right now. What are you talking about? You're going to build more office buildings. How about filling the office buildings you already have? But the deal was done. And the money was shoveled right at Kathy Crime Wave Holcomb. And wow, her war chest was phenomenal. And then you look at the Hudson Yards, which is the catacombs. I mean, there's nothing happening in the Hudson Yards. And you got Ross there. Ross, right? He's whining, dining, pocket lining. Kathy Holcomb, owner of the Miami Dolphins, owner of uh, so many establishments. Remember, he had been a big donor to Donald Trump. But, man, he goes where he thinks the winner is. Like all these big guys, right? Like all these whales. Or they donate to both sides. But no, 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 no. Uh, in terms of the over-under point spread, they figured, hey, it's Kathy Holcomb in a slam dunk. So what is? why is he giving all that money to Kathy Holcomb? Because he wants a casino in the Hudson Yards. He wants Madison Square Garden moved from its present location at 7th Avenue and 32nd. He wants it moved over into the Hudson Yards. So he ends up with a new Madison Square Garden. Uh, Dolan will not be paying any property taxes there. Like here, he isn't paying any property taxes right in Penn Station. And that is a double disgraziata, a double shanda. We need that money, boy. We could be hiring lots of cops. You look at the endowment of Columbia University. That's $11 billion they're sitting on. And they're buying a property all over Morningside Heights. Every time they buy a piece of property, they take it off the tax rolls. That could be used to hire more cops. And NYU with its endowment of $4 billion. And by the way, you saw the news, Lou, right? Oh, my God, you're going to pay $55,000, no frill, to go to NYU for your kids. Take all kinds of student loans because of housing and extra ancillary costs. It'll cost you easily $100,000 just to become a violet like our own uh, Frank, uh, the Mama Luca Morano, can you imagine his parents sent him to NYU to had to work two jobs, multitasking in order to do that? And they're sitting on an endowment of $4 billion, and they buy a property all throughout Greenwich Village, and they take it right off the tax rolls. They should be paying taxes, a special tax, to hire police officers. There's only a 600 cops who graduated the other day. And Eric Adams, the swagger man with no plan, couldn't have been more negative, couldn't have been more depressing towards the new cadets. Oh, you're going to be under the electron microscope. Oh, everybody's going to hate you. Oh, the social networking is going to pile on you. Instead of saying, I got your back, go out and do your job and be proactive, not reactive. Didn't say any of that. So you have Kathy Crime Wave Holcomb, which is enormous treasure chest. And you have Congressman Lee Zeldin, who is riding the issue of crime and inflation, possibly into the executive offices up in Albany, and for his fine family that has been subjected to so much horror and terror with that recent drive-by shooting of Bloods right out there in Bucolic, Shirley in Suffolk County. They would be able to stay at the governor's uh, residence there on Eagle Street. And, boy, once again, we would have a governor in there like we had with Pataki, 
in which he would be void of the scandals that have plagued all the Democrats who have been in there of late. Oh, my God, Andrew Evilized Cuomo, King Cuomo II, the son of Mario Facha Bruta Cuomo, King Cuomo I. Now he's got a podcast. He's sitting down with Scarmucci. Scarmucci! Lou, this guy was running a pump-and-dump scheme in Bensonhurst, right? That's how he made his bones. I don't know if he was doing it for the Bonanno crime family or the Genovese crime family. My God! The guy, that's... These are the kinds of people, when you associate with those kinds of people, I identify you by the people you associate with. And this is a lesson of Sid Rosenberg coming up. Oh, my God, I have some intel information about how close Sid Rosenberg is to the edge of completely caving in and just being taken in by Team Eric Adams. He's on the verge. He even mentioned it this morning. I listen intently from 6 to 10 in the morning, and I take meticulous notes, as Lou Lou knows, and Phil, Phil, uh, who uh, takes the coat of America. I said, did Sid say this, Phil? Right away. Phil says, I don't know what you're talking about. I said, wait a second. You're with the morning show. You don't know? And I say, let's go to the audio tape. Now we're getting into all of that. But I will tell you, I'm feeling good about this campaign. A congressman, Lee Zeldin versus uh, crime wave Kathy Holcomb. I was on the uh, Long Island Railroad train after coming back from Yankee Stadium. I had to get out to Oldmandale in Queens for a great fundraiser for Stefano Forte. He's like 28 years old. He could be my grandkid. He's running as a Republican conservative in the state Senate, District 11 in Queens. I won that district in the uh, mayoral race against Eric Adams. It's also a district he shares with Vicky Palladino. She won her race, and I won her area. And so this is a winnable district. And when I was on that Long Island... Uh, Railroad uh, line to Port Richmond. Lou, there were a bunch of, I can't give them away, but cops, white shirt cops who work at one police plaza, work under the um, Missing in Action Police Commissioner Sewell. They, they claim they never see him. They never see Sewell. And they couldn't have been more negative towards Eric Adams. They couldn't have been more negative towards Eric Adams. But that, that's, that's a sidebar. They were telling people as they were getting off the train, right? They were getting off in Flushing. They were getting off in Bayside. <laughs> they were saying, vote, vote for Congressman. <laughs> Lee Zeldin. And people were high-fiving them on the way out. And I'm not just talking white people. I'm not just talking Asian people. I'm talking Hispanic. I'm talking black people. On their way home, it was still in Queens. It hadn't yet arrived where they were going which was uh, way out the last stop to them. Oh, man. And then when I uh, walked into that uh, gathering at the new Sushi Village on Francis Lewis Boulevard, the fundraiser for Stefano Forte, packed with Asian Americans, packed, who are now committed Republicans. I was the first candidate ever for mayor on the Republican side, even though I lost. To win the Asian-American vote, the Chinese-American vote. And they were there in force to finally turn back the totalitarian regime that has been overseen by Toby Ann Stavitsky. She's older than Joe Biden. Lou, she's like 82 years old. Nobody has seen her. I'm walking around that district with a, with a milk container with a picture on it, and I'm saying to people, have you ever seen this woman? No. 
You know this woman? No. Well, she's his state senator. Really? And, I mean, that's a family that has dominated that area. Her uh, her husband was the elected official. He passed away. She took over. And then she's got a son, Evan, who with her run Bar- Parkside Group. They get wine dined in pocket line. They give money out. They lobby for all kinds of concerns. They're at the heart of the corruption in Albany that makes it one of the most corrupt state capitals in America, led by Kathy Crime Wave Holcomb. And Stefano Forte and so many young Republican conservatives, oh, my God, there are so many of them, Southeast Asian, Asian, Hispanic, black, white, Stefano Forte, Greek Orthodox, you got to see him. He, he's campaigning. Some of his district is in Astoria, right in the backyard of AOC, all our crazy Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, leader of the Democratic Socialists of America, the Justice Warriors, and the evil Tiffany Caban. And he gets their votes. He gets their votes because he's the same age. And when you say Toby Ann Stavitsky, I don't even know who she is. In fact, I got to be honest with you, Lou. I thought she was dead. I really said, I said to Stefano, who are you running against? Because he redrew the lines. He said, Toby Ann Stavitsky. I I thought she was dead. Everybody thinks she was dead. Let me tell you something. In honor of Bernard McGurk, and remember, what are you going to do? What are you going to do next, October 26th? You're going to join us at St. Patrick's Cathedral starting at 10 o'clock as we remember the life of uh, Bernard McGurk. Well, what did Bernie McGurk do every time he was on the air? He swore at his state senator, Todd Kaminsky. He was the author of the no-bail law. He had been the U.S. attorney for the Eastern District. He was the law and order guy the Democrats chose to destroy our quality of life, to turn us into the crime capital. And remember, he had the coulions to run for district attorney. And Jacobs told Curran who was a popular Democratic executive. You got to endorse Kaminsky, and there went Laura Curran, who now does a podcast here. The reason I mention that is, number one was Todd Kaminsky. The co-author of that bill was Toby Ann Stavitsky, endorsed by the Working Families Party. She does not want any bail. At 82 years old, it's time for her to go vote for Stefano Forte in District 11. The Greek Orthodox, Republican conservative, and sweep all those bums out. New York's talk station with the king of New York. Curtis Lewa, 77 WABC. Your lunchtime edition, right here at WABC. It's a rip and read. I give you the commentary. And to the um, undertow here of D-Train, by the way, so much of the news is about subway crime, the deterioration of the service, the homeless, the emotionally disturbed, roaming about, the garbage everywhere, and the rats dancing, the horror, the tarantella, and the crypt dance on the subway platforms. And it's only getting worse. This uh, song by D-Train might as well represent in the minds of all the subway riders they voted the D-Train to be the most dangerous, D for dangerous, the dirtiest. And the one they least want to ride from 205th Street and Perry Avenue all the way to Coney Island, Stillwell. 
It's interesting because that was one of the trains I first started on when I started the Guardian Angels in February 13th of 1979. It was the D train at Fordham Road in Grand Concourse. And the four train, the Muggers Express, that I took yesterday to Yankee Stadium. I'll tell you how I broke the curse in just a while. The Eric Adams curse, who has said the uh, Yankees would sweep into the World Series, and it wasn't looking too good for a while. But I digress. A man who had come out with me when I first started the group, when other, other journalists refused to crawl into the belly of the beast in March of 1979 was Geraldo Rivera. Prior to that, journalists wanted to wear a bulletproof vest. They considered it a wartime occupation to follow us into the subways because it was so dangerous. And there were no cops because of fiscal restraint. The city was on the verge of declaring Chapter 11. The then brand-new mayor, Ed Koch, had to lay off cops, firefighters, social workers, teachers. It was, it was a hot mess. A million people had fled New York City in the 1970s, and most of them from the Bronx, which was burning down. Geraldo, though, of 2020, uh, when he was a uh, when he was a, uh, a reporter out there busting his shoes, going into troubled areas, actually accompanied us for a few weeks and did a great piece in which the nation got a chance to see what we were trying to do to end the crime uh, in the subways of New York City and the streets of New York City. Yesterday on Fox, Geraldo Rivera put out a call to me and the Guardian Angels. The mayor is right and he's wrong. Uh, He's right in that historically crime is down. But government's number one job is not only to keep citizens safe, it's to keep people feeling safe. It is the perception that you go into the subway and you take your life in your hands because there are these crazies that kind of still roam free in the subway and they they frighten riders, they scare people. There should be much more aggressive and visible law enforcement. Where are the guardian angels from days of yore, Curtis Lewa and the guys mm-hmm. with their berets and their red jackets? I want to see them. I want to see more good guys on the subway. Make people feel that they the subway is the artery of the city. If the arteries, uh, you know, clog, then the city stops. We really have to do more and make people know that we are doing more and that they yeah. feel a sense of security. Look, man, he's got street cred. He was out with us in 1979, and I'll invite him out to patrol with us again since he no longer lives uh, in Cleveland, that mistake by the lake in which they're all sitting shivered, sitting shivered today. Yeah, so we'll talk about that. The Cleveland Indians, they'll always be the Cleveland Indians to me, not the Cleveland Guardians. No, 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 Chief Wahoo. But anyway, I'll talk about how I broke the curse of Eric Adams. But Geraldo is right. The problem is, Geraldo and others don't seem to realize you never see cops in the subways. You almost never see cops. Remember that woman who was so savagely beaten at the Howard Beach Station? Who ever heard of crime at the Howard Beach Station on the A train? It's the conduit in which you get off the A train and you take the buses to uh, JFK Airport. Every morning, a mother of five... Married, she would take the A-train from Far Rockaway, get off at Howard Beach. And remember that that black guy so savagely beat her, banged her head into the token booth. Nobody in the token booth, no cops, just uh, video cameras, and almost killed her. 
the mayor of the city of New York never went to visit her. Never went to visit her. No member of the Eric Adams administration. And remember, she made her appeal and said, where are the cops that you promised? Where are the cops? Do you know how scared I am now? I was never a person to be scared. I can't see anything on my right side, honestly. And it just hurts. It's an incident in the subway. What happened to all these police officers? They said they will have there to protect us, to be there. There's like nobody to be found. I don't understand. Nobody to be found. She's absolutely right. You hear it from person after person who rides the subways because they have to now because they want to morning, noon, and night. By the way, uh, Eric Adams did not visit her in Far Rockaway, but he is planning to have a sit-down with our own Sid Rosenberg. I'll give you the details. I have the inside skinny on this. (laughs) Because all of his... uh, all of his staff are from Canarsie, the old corrupt Thomas Jefferson Democratic uh, Club there on Conklin and 92nd. I grew up with all those crooks. I'll give, it, I'll give you the details momentarily. So this is the strategy. They're not flooding the subway with any more cops. They've now told the conductors, anytime they see police officers on a subway platform, they are to alert by microphone to the passengers, hey, we just passed. Uh, 149th Grand Concourse, uh, there were police officers on the platform. Like, what the hell does that mean? And by the way, Lou, half the time, right, the microphones on the subways, they're like, you can't hear what they're saying. So it's all camouflage. Put the cops out there. Have them go from car to car and tell them to put their stupid hats on their head. Because so many of the cops are like four foot eight, you can barely see them. You you got to look under an electron microscope to spot them. How would you even know they're cops? Well, let's set that aside for a second. I heard this twice yesterday on the subway. I heard it on the six train. I heard it on the F train, going out to Prospect Park. It uh, is the police commissioner Kichan Sewell missing in action. Nobody sees her during the week. She's not permitted to meet with the chiefs, the deputy chiefs. Uh, She meets only with um, the deputy mayor of uh, public safety, who is a confidential informer, unindicted co-conspirator. And we could go on and on about that, but it's a mess. It's a hot mess. So they say maybe if she makes announcements on the platforms uh, that are pre-recorded and on the trains, this will alert the people that the city means business. Hello. I'm NYPD Commissioner Kishant Sewell. New York relies on its subway system like no other city in the nation. And your NYPD officers are working 24 hours a day, seven days a week, to keep it safe. Enjoy your ride, and thank you for choosing mass transit. Oh, yeah, that's really going to scare the thugs and thugettes. So uh, they got one running. I heard it on the 6th. That was the one I heard on the 6th. This is the one I heard on the F train early yesterday morning. Hello, I'm NYPD Commissioner Kishant Sewell. We have increased officers on trains and platforms so that you can ride safely, knowing that we are here to help. If you see something, say something. Yeah, really. (laughs) Yeah, hey, Lou, you're a thug, right? Oh, my God, the police commissioner. So meantime, 
On the F train, I stopped at J Street Borough Hall yesterday, which is the MTA headquarters, uh, which is uh, in the money-taking agency. By the way, the president of the money-taking agency said there are not enough cops in the subways, right? Uh, uh, Congressman Lee Zeldin yesterday said to Eric Adams, first time he criticized him, he said, all these crimes you're seeing in the subways are not because of guns. So, I mean, it was a one-two action, and Eric Adams naturally was doing the pivot and shift, the pivot and shift. I stopped at J Street Borough Hall on my way to Prospect Park, Lou, and I offered them a PSA, no cost, that would be far more effective at scaring the thugs and thugettes on the platforms or in the moving subway cars. Stand clear of the closing doors, please. Curtis Lewa, as if you didn't even know, I am the sheriff of the MTA, the money-taking agency. Yo, this photo recognition technology, you're all on film. I'm going to know quickly if you're a criminal or not. Those guys who are trying to prove they don't have erectile dysfunction, put your three-piece set in your pants, you pervs. And if you try to commit the crime, whatever it is, I'm going to hit you so hard, your grandmother will feel the vibration. So, you want to deal with me? Or you want to just sit down, mind your own business, and get off of your stop, and don't bust anybody's chops? Now, that would be effective, right? Notice how I bedded it to Ludacris underneath there, right? And I even gave them a truncated edition, which should be the new motto of the MTA money-taking agency. Get off of your stop and don't bust anybody's chops. No cost to the taxpayers. I'm still waiting to hear from them, Lou. I'm still waiting to hear from them. Although this morning I was listening intently again, you, Lou, and Sid Rosenberg. I could not believe what I was hearing, obviously, the passage of Bernard McGurk. And let me mention to all of you, you definitely want to join us on October 26th at 10 a.m. as we remember the life of our colleague, Special Mass at St. Patrick's Cathedral. You're all invited. For more information, head over to wabcradio.com. If you plan on attending, please email us at rsvp at wabcradio.com. I'll be there. Nancy will be there. I hope that all of you can be there to pay respect. Because, Lou, when Bernard McGurk was here, I don't think that uh, our colleague Sid Rosenberg would be vacillating like he is of late and toying with the idea of having Eric Adams as his pal again. Listen to what he said earlier today with Lou right there at the helm. I'm trying to be more tolerant of more people. I'm being honest. I am in talks as we speak for a sit-down with Mayor Eric Adams. That's true. That's 100% true. Doesn't mean I agree with anything he does. Doesn't mean I like the job he's doing. But I'm trying, since Bernie died, to be more tolerant of other folks. People at Yankee Stadium yesterday when I was sitting there to break the curse of Eric Adams on the Yankees was saying, say it ain't so, Curtis. Say it ain't so. I said, look. Sid is still in mourning. He's still sitting shiver for his colleague. It's probably going to be well longer than eight days. But then he went on to say this, which was somewhat disconcerting. So I told you this earlier. I've been um, going back and forth with the mayor. Yes, Curtis Lee, well, now you got a whole show to do today. I don't know what Curtis Lee would do without me, I swear to God. I'm all his content. He's on tomorrow, Curtis, at 
Every day he yells about me. But I told you, since Bernie died, I'm trying to be more tolerant of other folks and um, even, you know, make some friends. Doesn't mean I like them, love them, agree with them. I just don't feel like hating people every day. It's, 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 you know, I hate Biden as it is, hate him, hate his wife, hate Obama, hate Pelosi, hate Hochul, hate's a strong word, I hate him. I hate him. I don't want to hate Adams. I, this, I liked him a lot when he was the borough president. I liked him a lot when he was the borough president. Let me tell you what's going to be transpiring. I already know the skinny. The meeting has been arranged. It couldn't be a Club Zero bond too late at night. Sid's got to be here bright and early in the morning. It couldn't be up at Rayo's because, to his credit, Bo, uh, Bo Dito wants no part of this any longer. It's going to be at Michael's on Avenue R in Brooklyn. And Lou, this is how it's going to go down. I've heard the skinny from inside City Hall. I grew up with a lot of these mutts and skells at City Hall from the... Uh, Thomas Jefferson Democratic Club, so corrupt as it is and now controls the Kings County Democratic machine, most corrupt in the nation. Living right next to Sid Rosenberg is uh, (laughs) Eric Ulrich, his very dear friend. And Eric Adams, Republican, used to be the city councilman representing the Rockaways Broad Channel, Howard Beach. Then he became Utreditor, took to 30 pieces of silver, and is now the New York City Building Commissioner. My God, man, the vig that he owes, uh, I'll, I'll save that for another day to a lot of the, the guys in construction. Anyway, he lives right next to Sid. So the plan is, Lou, he's going to drive Sid across the Gil Hodges Bridge. Uh, and then down Flatbush Avenue, and they're going to walk into Michael's. He's going to assuage his differences. He goes, no, Eric really wants to be your friend. And then Salazzo is going to greet them at the table. Who is Salazzo? It's his crooked chief of staff, Frank Corona. How do I know? Hey, I grew up with the Corones. I know. And then Eric Adams is going to be sitting at the table. So it's going to be Mayor Eric Adams, Frank Corona, his chief of staff. Eric Ulrich, and of course, Sid Rosenberg. And Lou, you know what Eric Adams is going to say to Sid? Welcome back to the family. And I'm hoping that the shortened version, Lou, will resonate in his head what Eric Adams said said about white cops. I kicked those crackers' ass. Again, Lou? I kicked those crackers' ass. Please, Sid, remember, the mayor thinks of you like a cracker. There was a retired police officer in Brighton Beach, was walking along, and some thugs came up behind him, and they knocked him out. The guy could have died. The thugs ran away. That never happened in Brighton Beach before. It's happening all over the city. Sid, Sid, just remember what Eric, Eric Adams thinks of you. Don't fall into the Venus flytrap. Don't. Tomorrow, you don't want to miss it. 7.05 in the morning. Just 101, me and Sid. I'm going to try to straighten them out. With logic. If I can't straighten them out with logic, hmm, I may have to go old school, Lou. 
He's from Brooklyn. I'm from Brooklyn. He knows the ways of Brooklyn. He always wanted to be an Italian. Could have been an Italian and a Jew at the same time. I like Jake LaMotta, though. Strongest, toughest fighter of all time. He was a Jew because his mother was a Jew. And you know who's behind all of this, Lou? Who went to school with him at Poly Prep? The double traditor, Arthur Idala. Arthur Idala, who supported Bill de Blasio. Arthur Idala, who supports Eric Adams. De Blasio 2.0. And he's in the ear of Sid. Why? Because he has represented Sid as a consolary on other occasions. You'll be listening tomorrow at 7.05. I'm going to break it down to Sid Rosenberg and say, you think you can fool me? You're dealing with Salazzo? You're dealing with Arthur Idala and Eric Adams, who's welcoming you back into the fold? Just remember. I kicked those crackers' ass. And I'll leave it at that. He knows New York. He is New York. Cred that the others don't have. Curtis Lewa. Talk Radio 77 WABC. So, Lou, when I got off the air yesterday at 1 o'clock and Greg Kelly came on, at 1.30 in the afternoon I received a call from Rob Cole, who... uh, has been a lifetime aide-de-camp from his teenage years to Governor George Pataki, both in the campaign when he took out uh, Mario Facha Bruta Cuomo, King Cuomo I, and all through the uh, gubernatorial years, the 12 great years we had in Albany. And he said, uh, Curtis, uh, some of my friends who were at the uh, nighttime game of the day before that was uh, washed out, they can't go today, and they said... Look, Curtis, Curtis should go to end the curse of Eric Adams. Eric Adams had uh, promised the media that the Mets would sweep into the World Series. That was a curse on them. They got wiped out by San Diego. And then he likewise made the same statement about the Yankees versus uh, the Cleveland Indians. They'll always be the Indians to me, Chief Wahoo. And Rob said to me, no matter what you have on your calendar, you got to avoid it you got to come to Yankee Stadium. And you got to bring your wife, Nancy, because she is the ultimate Yankee fan. She spent two summers at Yankee Stadium, saw the perfect game of David Wells, a hero. She's got an old Yankee hat in his memory, number 33, and she saw the perfect game of Coney, David Cohn in 1999. And so we arrived, Lou, and it was, like, unbelievable. It was like the Red Sea. No, there was no red, I might add, other than me. There were, like, no Cleveland Indian fans. It was just me. People were like, Mayor Sliwa, Mayor, you're here. Break the curse. Yeah, now that's before they started drinking beer. The words afterwards, oh, my God, I could not repeat on here the words that they attributed to Eric Adams. And I sat there, and they said, wow, what are you doing here? I said, I haven't been into the house that Jeter built the new house uh, since uh, before the lockdown and pandemic of March of 2020. But I'm here to break the curse. And they said they kept high-fiving me, high-fiving me. And then Judge, boom, Stanton, boom. And the pitching held up. The relief pitching, which I was very worried about, held up. 
And the Yankees are now on their way to play their nemesis. It's always been a problem, Houston. But they're ready. You could feel the momentum. You could just feel the energy at Yankee Stadium yesterday. And Cleveland, which is a good team, a lot of young guys, they're going to be around a long time. It's just like they knew. They knew. It was not a red tsunami for them. No way. The only guy wearing red in there was Curtis Lewa. And I was Yankees through and through. Sort of reminds me what's going to happen today. Uh, you're going to see Eric Adams, the swagger man with no plan, at 4 o'clock. They're delaying the buses arriving at Randall's Island to the tent till 4 so that he can be there to tell all the Venezuelan single-able-bodied Venezuelan men, there will be 500 of them uh, who will be housed in that tent. Who's your daddy? I'm your Papa Chulo here in New York City. I'm the Biden of Brooklyn. And I would say there's only one positive here, Lou. We know the Venezuelans love baseball. You think we could do a tryout? They got baseball fields right there on Randall's Island and see if there are any potential pitchers, catchers, outfielders, utility players, because the Venezuelans, more than anything, love baseball. I have a feeling, though, that when they roam about, because they'll have freedom of movement, protected by the National Guard, sent in by Crime Wave Kathy Holcomb from the other homeless and the uh, drug addicted out there, we're not going to find any ball players in this lot.